Boss Lady is sponsored by Fraser & Dieter, a top 50 accounting and advisory firm that has been repeatedly named a best firm for women in leadership. Fraser & Dieter is proud to support programming for women executives and entrepreneurs. Learn more at fd.cpa. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hey Boss Lady. I'm Christy Atwater. And I'm Andrea Gigline. Our podcast is all about women making change. And this season, we focused on how they're adapting to all the change that's happening in our worlds right now. We couldn't have a better guest today. Dr. Courtney Warren is a licensed clinical psychologist and author of a new book, Letting Go of Your Ex. She's no stranger to change. And Andrea, she's no stranger to you either. Oh, that is absolutely the truth. She is one of my phenomenal friends that I've gotten to meet along my own journey. We're going to talk today about transitions and adapting to this time of change, but we'll go back to when, not when I just met her, but a really critical point in our relationship when Courtney did a TED Talk in 2014. Courtney, I had the pleasure this morning of actually re-listening to that TED Talk. And I'm going to admit, it was like watching a movie that I liked and thought I knew all, remembered everything about. And then I watch it and it's like, oh, I forgot that. Oh, I forgot that. So take us, inform our audience what that talk was about and why you chose that topic. Well, Andrea, it is always delightful to be here with you and on the Hey Boss Lady podcast, because this is such a wonderful platform. Thank you. So in 2014, I was a tenured professor at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas in the psychology department. And I love psychology. It's really the study of human nature. It's trying to understand ourselves, who we are, what motivates us, why we do what we do. It's just the most applied, important topic I think any of us can learn about. And so I had gotten tenure and Andrea asked me to give this TED talk. And she said to me, if you were going to tell the public something about psychology that you think is relevant to every human who would listen to you, what would you tell them? And my goodness, my expertise is in addictions and eating disorders and culture and how culture informs us. And I could give a talk on any of those topics really easily. But when I had to really dig deep and think about what would every single person listening relate to at some very deep level, the answer became very clear. And it was self-deception. And my very strong belief that the degree to which you can be honest with yourself will actually determine the amount of fulfillment you will have in your life. That wow. it truly is self-deception that will keep you mired in your pain. Yeah. And until I can get us to see how we lie to ourselves, mm -hmm. I actually can't help people change because yeah. they're going to stay the same. So what happened during that big talk? What happened? So during this talk, I, of course, was also analyzing my own life. I had just had my first child. I'd just gotten tenure after a career of trying to go into academia and get a tenure track job, which probably most of the listeners know isn't the easiest feat. <laughs> and I had to ask myself some very, very difficult self-assessment questions. 
do I want to stay in academia? Do I enjoy writing research papers that only other medical professionals are going to read? Do I want to stay in this little box of my office crunching numbers for the rest of my life? Is this fulfilling for me? And if it isn't, then why don't I change? So I announced during my TED talk that I was resigning from my tenured position. And that as much as I love psychology and I love teaching, I love a lot of things about academia, the reality was that the work that I did never got to the public mm -hmm. because I wrote empirical peer-reviewed journal articles for other professionals. And that moving forward in my life, I wanted to do something bigger in the sense that it actually brought material to the general person mm -hmm. who could use it and apply it to their own lives in ways that I hope helped them. And so I quit. <laughs> Just like that, you quit. But I'm going to tell you what I love this morning. So we haven't actually you know, talked about uh, the title, Honest Liars, mm -hmm. and that whole concept. Mm -hmm. And I will say that when you put up this incredible picture of the babies, take us to that point in the talk. I've put this picture of all these little babies up. And I said, when you look at this image, you probably don't think liars <laughs> because we don't think of little humans as liars. We actually don't even think of ourselves as liars because so much of our lives, oftentimes in our moral development are spent on who do I want to be? And it's not really a good thing to lie. And so I have to try to be honest with other people, but we rarely think about the lies that we tell ourselves. And from a very young age, all of us start observing our environments. We start learning by looking around at our parents, at our friends, at our culture, at our socio-political communities. And we start making conclusions about what we think is true and what we think is false. Mm. And those very formative early years actually serve as the foundation for your entire belief system. And wow. shockingly, <laughs> the things that we learn are actually objectively false. They're absolute lies, yet we believe that they're true. And anytime you believe that something is true, you will act in accordance with it. And so you will live your life perpetuating these learnings that you started really believing long ago that are actually completely flawed mm -hmm. and hurt you in the long run. So yeah. Courtney, how do you know when you're lying to yourself? How do you know? Boy, that is like the gold star question. <laughs> what I would say is start from the premise that you are. Start from the baseline assumption that all of us lie to ourselves. And I think that's the hard part. I mean, yeah, like, I'm like, no, uh, I'm, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, no, I'm honest. <laughs> Start with that. Get comfortable with the fact that we're all liars, mm -hmm. even if mm -hmm. we don't intend to be. This isn't the same as a deliberate, bold-faced lie. Most humans lie also in a very deliberate way to other people. Mm -hmm. But what I'm really talking about is much more insidious. It's the belief system that you hold that guides all kinds of your behaviors and thoughts and feelings that you're probably not even aware that you're doing yeah. that influences your life dramatically. So let me give you an example. Let's say 
you grow up in a divorced household, very common experience of children. And you learn at some level that being in a romantic relationship is not safe because the person is always going to leave you. It's going to end badly. And you learned that without really consciously thinking, oh, romantic relationships are dangerous. Because if I asked you to your face, you might say, oh, well, some are, but some really aren't. But if you learned it from an early age, when you start dating, what you're going to be doing in your own psyche is thinking, oh, this isn't safe. Oh my gosh, I really have strong feelings for this person. Ooh, I better back away. Or, oh, how am I going to navigate this? Or, oh, I'm feeling so insecure because the person that I'm dating is actually looking at this other person who they now think is attractive and it makes me uncomfortable. What you don't see in those moments is that it's this underlying thought process based on self-deception that is fueling your reactions. And so the first place that I always tell people to start when they want to get more honest with themselves is notice your emotional reactions. When you're having a strong emotional reaction to something, no matter what it is, a friend, a job, a political ad, you name it, anything, pause, pause, time out. Now, before you do anything else, I want you to say to yourself, what does this reaction say about me? What does my reaction tell me in my thinking pattern? What am I thinking in this exact moment? And as soon as you can identify the thoughts that are running through your head, you now have this amazing opportunity to analyze them. So the next step is to say, what evidence do I have that my thoughts are true? And what evidence do I have that they are actually false? And as soon as you start teasing that apart, you will unravel the entire belief system itself at some point. So you could say, oh, I'm having this reaction to the person that I'm dating because maybe they really aren't that into me. So they're looking at somebody else and maybe I actually am not in a very secure relationship with them. Okay, that might be true. But I'm also thinking relationships in general are dangerous. And perhaps as a woman, I can't trust men because they always leave me. And perhaps blah, 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 blah. And all of that has to be challenged because it's all based in something false. And, you know, and and it is so amazing to me how much what you're saying, and you said, you know, you actually use this platform to talk about how we lie to ourselves, but then, you know, did something as bold as leave a, something you had planned towards for the better part of a decade. And I think that's what our audience went through in the last 36 months, where the lie doesn't even have to be a big one. It's, oh, this job is okay enough. Oh, I like it. And then all of a sudden you don't have to commute to the office anymore. And it's like, oh, I like the job as long as I don't have to commute. Like the lies show up in all of these different ways. And I think the second part, what I heard you say was the relevance. Like, There was something in that whole experience where, yes, it was coming from experiences up until that point of love and things that had happened in your love life, but relevance, the work I'm going to do. And I think that's where our audience, Christy, you know, tell me if I'm wrong on this. Women are really facing 
is the work I'm doing that sucks up a lot of my life actually the work I want to do? Yeah, I mean, that's the big question. And I know one of the reasons people lie to themselves is because they're afraid to make a change. Yes. Change is so uncomfortable to us because it's so risky. So as humans, we want security. It's one of our most fundamental needs. We want to feel secure financially in our family relationships and our friendships and our romantic relationships. We want Mm -hmm. to know that it's going to be solid and secure. And the reality is you can't know that ever. (laughs) Oh, darn. Which is such a bummer, right? Like these are some of these fundamental truths that I want people to know to their core that you're going to fight. We fight them because we just don't want them to be true. But the truth is there are absolutely no guarantees. And the best you're ever going to get in your life is to see that there are no guarantees and choose today who you want to be and what you want to do based on the information that you have now. Ah, And you do that every day of your life. And as you get more information, your choices have to change. I love it. Change and you evolve. And I I hate, this is another truth people hate that I'm going to tell you. If you don't change and you know, you should, that is a choice and it will hurt you more. So anytime you find yourself going, I know I shouldn't have that cookie or, you know, I could apply for this job, but I just, I don't really want to update my resume. That is a choice. And you are now responsible for the consequences of that choice and you know it. So it costs you more psychologically. Well, you have just left us with two or three things to really wrap our hearts and our minds around. And I want us to take a short break and then we'll come back and actually talk about how you transformed where you were back in 14 at that moment to your new book. So let's take a break and we'll be back in a moment. This is Hey Boss Lady, our podcast about women leaders making change. In season three, we're going to look to the future. In some ways, the future is already the present, and that's good news for women. The future of work itself completely changed during COVID. Mm -hmm. And one of those things with women that I think is amazing is there are now alternatives to showing up in the office every day, and you can balance your personal and your private life. That's Missy Munoz, leader of ESG at Fraser and Dieter. She's one of our guests this season. We have a lot to talk about. Join us for Hey Boss Lady and meet some of the women leading the way and making a difference in our time. This is Hey Boss Lady. I am Andrea Gigline. Christy Atwater and I are talking with Dr. Courtney Warren, a licensed clinical psychologist and author of Letting Go of Your Ex, her new book expected to go on sale in February. Courtney, it's time for us to start talking about that book. The title alone should give us a hint. Yeah, let's hear it. Letting Go of Your Ex. So one of the things that emerged from this TED Talk on self-deception is that I realized I really needed to use myself as an example. 
because it really doesn't work very well for me to tell all of you that you lie to yourself all the time, but not give you some examples of myself lying because I need to make it really very universally true because it is. I lie to myself as well. I'm not an exception to this. <laughs> and so I used myself in romantic relationships as sort of a theme. And what happened that I did not expect was that I started getting hundreds of questions about self-deception in romantic relationships, how we lie to ourselves when we fall in love, why we do it and how to fix it so that we can actually have fulfilling relationships. And so I decided to write this book very recently during COVID because I think that there is a need for people to understand romantic relationships and how to deal with breakups from an addiction perspective, and also from the perspective that this is one of your best opportunities to get really honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is that our biggest opportunities for growth usually occur when we're the most distressed. Mm. When you are having the hardest time in your life is actually usually when you're most willing to look in the mirror because you can't afford to stay the same. Mm -hmm. It hurts too much. You're in a position where something really bad is happening or something that at least you perceive as bad at the moment is happening. And you're confronted with, why is this going on? How am I going to get through this? What can I do? Mm -hmm. So the book is really looking at why love feels addictive, why it's an addictive process. So for any of you who have ever been in love, you probably know what I'm talking about. In your brain and in your body, when you fall in love, it is like you are addicted to your mate. You think about them constantly. Your world starts to revolve around them. You crave time with them. You want to be with them because the closer you feel to them, the more you're with them, the better you feel. It's like they become your drug. Mm -hmm. And that actually has a lot of research support for us to understand why that happens, both biologically and physiologically, as well as psychologically. So when you fall in love, you also make a lot of really untrue conclusions about your partner. Generally speaking, we think that they are the most magical human we've ever met. They are absolutely perfect for you. Your life is going to be fulfilling and complete because they are by your side. It is this fairy tale wonderful experience that feels amazing and is really attributed to your partner who is really your addictive stimulus. Now, if you're in a relationship where you fall in love with somebody and, and you really want to be with them and they want you back, that all feels pretty amazing. The problem is when you fall in love with someone and then you break up mm -hmm. because all of those conclusions that are inaccurate and physiological symptoms and biological drives emerge now for somebody that is no longer in your life. Mm -hmm. You also find this sometimes when people come out of the honeymoon phase. So mm -hmm. maybe they're still dating the person, but all of a sudden, all of these beliefs that they thought about their partner are now like, oh, wow, they're not actually <laughs> like that. <laughs> I thought this was the most perfect person for me. And all of a sudden I am second guessing everything. I don't like this about you. What, what is going on? You said something again in the pre-call that I thought was so interesting. 
and I want to talk about it because we all have, what you said was we all have our heart broken and we all have broken a heart. So how do you forgive yourself and others in those instances? Oh boy, that is such a huge topic. And actually there's an entire chapter on forgiveness in the book, in the part three, because it is a journey of forgiving yourself and the other person when you break up. The reality is over the course of our lives, almost 100% of us, at least 100% of us, whoever date will break someone else's heart and we will have our hearts broken. It's about 98% in the clinical data, but to be honest, it's mostly on college students. And I I think you're just not going to get out of this life unscathed if you have any interest in falling. (laughs) So understanding the journey of love and the, the process of actually what, what real love turns into if you want a long-term relationship, which generally doesn't look anything like the fantasy that we think it is when we actually fall in love, Mm -hmm. because really falling in love is a fantasy in a lot of ways. It's a dopamine biological rush that attaches you and makes you hyper fixated on this one person and have all of these ridiculous conclusions about how amazing they are because they make you feel amazing. Mm -hmm. So clearly they are like this drug to you, but that is absolutely not true, right? Mm -hmm. It's, It's based on this honeymoon phase that can be really wonderful to experience, but at some point is going to fall apart when you're confronted with the reality of relationships and people. And so coming to a place where you understand that you probably have done some things that hurt other people on your relationship journey, and they have done some things to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And that that is really part of our experience as human beings. And the more we can take responsibility for our part and strive to be the best of humanity, somebody who moves forward in grace, with humility, with empathy, with love, with endurance, um, and takes each experience as a learning process instead of a blame, shame, bitter process, which will hurt you and hurt anyone you encounter. If you, if you allow adversity to make you bitter, it is not a good life trajectory for any of us. And if you stay mired in the pain of a breakup, it's also not a good trajectory. And I want to say to everyone that everything Courtney just said relative to relationships, since I'm a carpenter, everything is a nail. Um, And the nail for me is work and businesses and how people go into companies and this new job is going to be the best job and this company is the best company and all this other stuff. And the process looks strangely identical to what happens on that honeymoon phase to what happens when all of a sudden they aren't honest with you and you don't have a job anymore or, you know, the numbers aren't good with the company and you aren't told that till it's too late. All the same exact things that happen in relationships. So I want to circle back a little bit on some specific steps. I don't want our audience because you just like identified for me like this perfect human I'm going to be when I forgive and how good I'm going to be. And I'm going to be so self-aware. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to live that long. (laughs) (laughs) I will live long enough to do some steps. So why don't you walk us through like one or two things, like an example, and then what, how I can correct. Yeah. 
I would be happy to. Well, let me just start by absolutely validating that forgiveness is one of the hardest things you're ever going to do in your life. And it's Mm. an aspirational goal. (laughs) It is unlikely to happen really automatically. The more you practice, the easier it gets. I will say that. Mm -hmm. And my book is very highly based in cognitive behavioral therapy techniques. So I also should tell everyone that there are tons of exercises in each chapter with very specific action tools that I want you to practice. Because the reality is that you are not going to change Mm-hmm. until you actually do something differently. Mm-hmm. So as much as understanding yourself and becoming more aware is critical, you actually have to do something differently if you want to change your behavior. And that includes using new skills. So when I think about skills and certainly specific to breakups here in the book, the first step is really learning about what's happening to you and stopping your symptoms in the moment. So it's really about how can I change my thought patterns so that I'm not tanking? What can I do to help myself? And how can I stop doing things that are hurting me? So for example, I need you to stop checking on your ex on all of your social media accounts. How are you going to do that? You are literally going to pause every time you notice that you're reaching for your phone to see if they texted you. And you are going to say, I am not going to respond. I'm going to put down my phone and I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to do some self-care. I'm going to read Dr. Warren's therapy book. (laughs) I am going to do something at least for the next five minutes that is not texting my ex again. Right. Part two of the book is all about understanding yourself at a deeper level. The little pictures of the kids, it's about Mm -hmm. you looking at your early childhood learning and the faulty conclusions that you made about yourself and your ex that are leading you to stay stuck on them. That is a very introspective journey that requires you analyzing the validity of your thinking. It requires you looking at your early childhood upbringing and what you may have concluded that is not serving you well now. And the third part of the book is about creating your future. Who do you want to be now? What do you want for yourself next? How are you going to start dating again? What would be a good model for who you'd like to have in your life? What are your values? Mm -hmm. So that includes forgiving yourself and your ex. It includes looking at your actual value system and being sure that it's consistent with what you're doing with your time now. And it really includes empowerment helping you feel good about yourself again, because the reality is you are worth exactly the same without your ex as you were when you were together. And that truth is something that a lot of people lose sight of when they're going through a breakup or struggling at work or whatever the situation is that you're in, where you think somehow that your life is over or your core value as a human being is somehow diminished The reality is that you determine your value. And I want you to always know that. One other reason that empowerment is so important to self-honesty is that the more self-esteem you have, the easier it is for you to see the truth because it doesn't hurt you so much. You can see something negative about yourself or your life or your world. And you say, oh, wow, I kind of am like that. Wow, I don't like that about myself. I better work on it. 
as opposed to, oh, I'm not like that. Oh, tell me I'm not like that. Oh, I'm just going to try to dissociate. I'm going to avoid. I'm running to the bakery right now because I need something else so that I'm not thinking about this thing that's true. Right. So there we have sort of the process of recovery, I would say. And that process, it's almost like if you had a serious cut and you were coming into an ER, which would be my office. Mm -hmm. And as you come into the ER, the first thing I'm going to do is look at your cut and, and analyze it. Well, what is it? How can we fix it? Let's stop the bleeding. The next thing I'm going to do is try to figure out how you got cut in the first place. Why did this wound happen? Where is it coming from? What's making it so painful? And then I'm going to discharge you. I'm going to say, okay, well, you're always going to have a scar. It's never going to go away. You can never take away the past, but you can learn to see it differently. Mm -hmm. And you can learn to deal with it differently. And you can learn to look at it and say, that did happen to me. And now here I am. This is how I'm moving forward. This is who I'm going to be now. Well, Courtney, I think that you have answered a question that Christy always loved asking, you know, what gives you hope? And since we know the hope lies in your book, what's really up for you next before we close? Well. I am going to try to help as many people as possible by doing videos and workshops. I love doing public speaking. So if there are ever any organizations that are interested in having a psychologist come give a workshop, Mm -hmm. I very much enjoy doing that. And I write a blog for psychology today. I still publish a lot of peer reviewed journal articles and do a lot of research (laughs) consulting. So I'm still in academia. I'm still adjunct in the psychiatry department at UNLV. Uh, But all of those things really bring me a great deal of fulfillment and hopefully actually help the people who encounter them. What I love in in about the 30 minutes we've been talking, you've actually taken us through that transition from not feeling relevant and why you left one place to where you're going to land today and that relevance. And that's something that is so important for our audience. And I just want to thank you for all of the information that you bestowed upon us today. So thank you so much for joining us, Courtney. Dr. Courtney Warren is a licensed clinical psychologist and the author of the new book, Letting Go of Your Ex. I'm Andrea Gigline. And I'm Christy Atwater. This is Hey Boss Lady. And if you like it, please share it with your friends.